0: And on this day of Father's Day celebration, I thought how important it is that we as fathers, as dads, do the best that we can, do well. Doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. I mean, I don't know if I've ever made a mistake, but I'm just kidding. Um, I always tell people that my children taught me how to father. Before I had kids, I knew how to be a son. I watched how my dad fathered me. I watched how my mother mothered me, but I never knew how to actually be a father until Samantha popped out of the womb on a September 9th day, a few years ago, we'll say. And for the first time I held my own child and fathering 101 started. I never quite understood or enjoyed or appreciated the diaper changing process. <laughs> I did change a diaper here and there, looking at my wife to see if she's in agreement. It wasn't that many. Well, we were living on a sailboat at the time, getting ready to sail offshore and head down into Mexico to actually start windward ministries, and uh, we didn't know we were going to start windward ministries at the time, but uh, so we actually thought well. We, we should be conservative and economical, so we went with cloth diapers. Has anyone ever experienced cloth diapers? So we had all our cloth diapers, and we figured, well, I, at least I figured, well, it'll be easy, you just clean them in the ocean water and clean them out and this and that. So, so that's how we started. By the time I think we hit San Diego, uh, or uh, maybe, maybe uh, uh, San Francisco, we ended up buying Disposable diapers and that's what we continued to use probably the cloth diapers became my rags in the engine compartment, but um, Fathering and mothering is a lifelong lesson If we ever think We understand it fully then we're literally lying to ourselves Because our children do not stay the same age Once we figured well, actually we all wanted to get out of that two-year-old season. Do we remember those two-year-old children? But the reality is, is every phase of life teaches us more on how to father and how to mother, how to be parents. As my kids have grown up, are now married, uh, super, super excited. Uh, Jessica and Levi just got across the border, so they're in quarantine right now, so they're here in Canada, so we're super excited about that. Um, It's a good thing we moved out of our fifth wheel trailer because they're now in it, so uh, uh, they're staying in there. Um, So we're excited when they get to come to the service. Uh, All their COVID tests were negative, so we thank the Lord, and she's carrying her first child, so our second, third grandbaby. So anyway, so we're super excited about it, and um, yeah, excited to see what God's going to do here in their lives. But fathering, you know, as my have gotten, children have grown, you know, I, I, I sit back and process, you know, Lord, what more can I learn? I, I'm now at a different stage where we have grandbabies and, uh, and they're all, all the kids are married, but we're still fathering. And a fathering heart has to continue right through into a grandfather's heart. I believe that many people haven't learned proper fathering, maybe because they had, didn't have a good example. But the reality is, is we don't learn proper fathering from an example of a man. We learn proper fathering from the example of the Word of God. Godly men can be a good teaching for, for us, but we must realize that in this book, the Bible, is everything we need to learn and know about how to truly father well on this Father's Day. I wanted to look at a father I call a true father. His name is Joseph. He hasn't spoken a lot of in scripture. I think his wife ended up kind of taking the limelight, if you know about Mary, mothering of Jesus. But many times this amazing man, Joseph, did such amazing things, I truly believe, behind the scenes and those I want to talk about today. See, Joseph was later a husband to Mary who birthed the son Jesus, but Joseph had to adopt Jesus into his life because Joseph was not the father, through conception of Christ, Holy Spirit was. So I want to talk about this because you actually look at this man of Joseph and try to apply that into today or how you might feel if you were in the same positions. See, this is why I truly believe adoption can be some of the greatest miraculous answers to fathering and mothering children. You see, so many people get nervous of adopting. I know many families who have children that still adopt children. I know families that can't have children that adopt children. I wanna tell you something. The greatest adoption that I have seen in scripture, pre-Christ on the cross for you and me, is actually Joseph. Can you imagine, you've got this amazingly, amazing young teenage girl. Her name is Mary, and she is living in purity. Joseph, this amazing young man, totally devout by God, totally devout to God, and they get betrothed, they get engaged, as we would call it today. I can imagine they were talking about life in the future, but they get engaged. And during this process of engagement, keeping themselves pure, Mary gets pregnant. (laughs) I don't know if I had the grace that Joseph had. I would say, well, I know it wasn't me. Who was it? (laughs) It just happened. A breath, a breeze came over me. This angel appeared to me before and told me that this was going to happen. I just didn't know for sure how. And here's Joseph sitting here thinking, right. Like seriously, put yourself in the position right now that Joseph and Mary must have been in. They're all excited. Oh, we're going to have a beautiful white home with a white picket fence in the country, I'm going to carry you across the threshold as my new wife, and we're going to go and do what new couples do in our own beds, and we're going to lie together and just fall in love. Yeah, that's an amazing plan, says Mary. I just want you to know I'm pregnant now. What? Yeah. Who? I'll kill him. How could you do that? You betrayed me. No. Oh, there's a breath. There was a wind in my room. How appropriately we sing a breath of God. In this place. Well, Mary had an encounter with the breath of God in her room. That Holy Spirit came in and she had an encounter. But it was different than any other woman that ever before or ever after. But you see, God chose Mary, but God chose Joseph too. Mary to mother, and Joseph to father. Let's read in Matthew chapter one, starting in verse 18. Matthew one, starting in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed, that's engaged, promised to Joseph, before they came together. In other words, they didn't sleep together yet she was found with child of the holy spirit in verse 19 and then joseph her husband being a just man that's just and righteous man a very devout godly man and not wanting to make her a public example oh in other words his motive when he heard that his Fiance was now pregnant, obviously not by him. He could have shamed her. That would have been normal. But he didn't. He loved her so much that even if he didn't fully understand, because he hadn't had a revelation of God yet. He hadn't had a dream yet about this. But he had so much faith in God, knowing that this woman was a righteous, God-fearing woman that had an angel appear to her. So Joseph, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, not wanting to shame her, not wanting to ridicule her, not wanting to put it out on Facebook and slime her, was minded to put her away secretly. Verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now let's just think about it. He's processing what to do. He just was told that his fiance was pregnant, not by him. He loved her so much that he wanted to do things quietly. And then he has a dream at night. The amazing thing is, is he actually believed the dream and listened. That's where his faith level was. verse 21 and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins if you had a dream that your engaged future wife got pregnant not by you now you have a dream and you feel like God is speaking to you that that boy is going to be okay He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and he's actually going to save the people from their sins. Think of where your mind is right now. Yeah, what kind of pizza did I eat before the dream last night? So my virgin uh, fiancee, You're telling me, God, that it's a good thing? That your Holy Spirit did something? (laughs) You're telling me that this boy is going to save the world from sin? That's kind of beyond Superman. Superman could only save things here and there, but but this one's actually gonna save the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I might not wake up and tell anyone about this dream. Verse 22. And so all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Oh, so now the dream's continuing, saying that actually... (laughs) This boy, to your virgin uh, fiance, thank you, (laughs) is actually the boy that was prophesied and written into the Torah. I will not eat or drink whatever I did the night before. Verse 24, but this is about Joseph this morning. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him, his wife, and did not know her, did not lay with her, until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. that's an amazing man right there I think we need to focus a bit at the amazing men of scripture because this society seems to be destroying taking out amazing men depowering them making them nothing instead of their calling to be amazing men of God. Continues on in Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 13. Now, when they had departed, this is Mary and Joseph and others, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, (laughs) this angel loves to appear to him in dreams. Arise, take the young child and his mother. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So here you go. Jesus is now born. Now this angel appears to him again in a dream and is saying, Pack up. Pack up and get out and flee, run to Egypt. Well, what do you mean? What about my business? What about my house? What about all my possessions? If I flee, I can't even bring my stuff with us. What do you mean I'm supposed to change cities, locations, countries? What, What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. But verse 14, when Joseph arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. <laughs> We're not talking, yeah, I got to sell everything. We're talking, I hear, I hear you, God. I hear you. And the very next morning when he woke up, packed up, and off he went. Why? To save his adopted son. <laughs> Again, I want to encourage people that if you can't have children or if you have your own children and the Lord lays in your heart about adopting another, you could be fathering and mothering a Jesus. Jesus. The one born to Mary? No. Jesus, the light of the world in every one of your children. Verse 15. And was there until the death of Herod, he stayed in Egypt, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. So they hang out there till Herod dies. Matthew chapter 2, verse 19 to 23. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. I tell you what. Joseph would have devoutly known the prophet's words. To grasp the concept that he was a part of the prophetic words is mind-boggling. It's kind of like you sitting here or watching. You know prophetic words of a call in your life, of a glorious and mighty church, of Christ coming back to a spotless bride. You know the prophetic words of Scripture, just like Joseph did. But if an angel of the Lord appears to you in a dream, will you be obedient as Joseph was? You see, in 19... 1988, I got married. In 1989, I was on a cruise ship with my wife in the Caribbean. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and many of you know this story, so I won't go into depth, but I heard an audible voice of God speak to me about start getting into full-time ministry. Now, I didn't want to. <laughs> I had my businesses. I was totally satisfied with the monies we were making. But an audible voice of God speaks to me while my wife was sleeping. As soon as she woke up the very next morning, I told her what the Lord had said. She breaks down and cries in agreement. Immediately upon getting home from the cruise, I'm looking to buy a boat. I brought it to my leadership and shared with them. They were in confirmation with it. I got wise counsel about it. And in 1989, we bought the boat that we named Angelos. It means messenger. And it was a 40-foot sailboat. We lived on it, paid it off, got debt free. And we sailed off not knowing what we were going to do other than God said go. That's how Windward Ministries started. By a voice of God. We have no idea what it ultimately would mean, just like I have no idea what it'll look like in the future. But I know one thing. We have a center here. We have churches and international ministries, just over a hundred of them around the world now. From what? What? hearing the voice of God, and doing it. You see, God searched the earth. I have a feeling there was more than two people living on the earth when he chose Mary and Joseph. Something attracted God to them. It was their devout love and trust and faith. She was an amazing young God-fearing lady, and she chose married, to literally raise, to birth, conceive birth, the future son of God. God clearly demonstrates that the role of the father is absolutely important in that union. Fathers are not only needed for the physical act of conceiving a child unless a mighty wind blows in your room. But a man was still needed even though the Holy Spirit impregnated Mary. A man was still needed. You see, men are pretty important to society. Let me just share the culture that Our North American groups are trying to change. They're trying to devalue the importance of a man. They're also trying to devalue now the importance of a woman and make us all neutral. Well, neutral, go sit in the parking lot after and put your car in neutral and try to go anywhere. Matter of fact, if your car starts, it'll just sit there and run out of fuel, and it won't matter what gears you have left. You see, if we get too neutral, society dies. Super sad, I don't even know what I was watching. It was on BC News last night, and this couple, two men, just had a baby. But you see, different groups are trying to change what the atomic family looks like. But how many of you know that that, that's ridiculous? Because if you don't have a male and a female, you live one generation, that's it. And so they're trying to change the meanings of marriage, male and female. They're trying to change all the gender aspects. They're trying to change these things for whatever demonic purpose they have. But I want to tell you, you still need a male and a female to have a baby. You still need a mother and a father to raise the child properly. You see, Jesus needed a man in his life as well, and God knew it. Jesus had Father God, but he had Father Joseph. If you're a single parent hearing this, I want to honor you, first of all, because you've now been handed two important jobs. And I see mothers raising their children by themselves, or fathers, and the kids can come out so amazing because of double duty. Joseph was chosen, and just as God had looked for a godly young woman to bring forth the child Jesus, he also looked for a godly man to be the father. You see, if you're a father here, you've also been chosen by God. It doesn't matter how your relationship has been with your kids. What matters is how you work towards the relationship for the future. So many people give up because of the pain of a divorce or a bad marriage. I want to encourage you as a dad, your kids still need a father. Joseph was such a loving man. The Bible draws a picture for us of a wonderful, caring, affectionate man. And we can see this firstly in his relationship towards Mary. He absolutely loved Mary. He still married the woman. He loved Mary so much in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. That is a man that loves her, that does not want to see her get shamed. I tell you what, when you, I'm sure Joseph heard about the pregnancy, his mind went racing all over the place because he knew That in the old testament law that if you were betrothed engaged and or pre-married or married and had adulterous relationship the woman would get stoned not pot stoned by rocks so if you're engaged and the woman gets pregnant out of period she gets killed So he didn't want this to happen. He knew this would be a touchy situation, but he truly believed that the angel of the Lord that spoke to him was truthful. He must have realized, okay, it's going to look a little different, God, but I still trust you and will go forward. How many of you know that when God speaks to you about doing something, it might look a little different than you thought? But we never lose trust in God. We must move forward in faith, knowing and believing that you have heard the word of the Lord. He didn't have vengeance. He didn't have bitterness. He covered her, protected her. He could have divorced her quietly because engagement to them, betrothed, was like getting a divorce if you broke it off. It wasn't just like, oh, here's the ring back. He loved Mary and had real commitment to her. And husbands, the Bible says to us today, future husbands, maybe you haven't had a child yet. Just as Christ, uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 and 26, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. We have, must love our wives sacrificially. And you know what? If you have been divorced and you're remarried, love your wife. Love your wife that you have. Sacrific- unsac- like, like just love her unconditionally. Joseph was a loving man towards Mary, but we also see that Joseph was a, a loving man in his relationship towards God. kind of interesting because he absolutely loved his son, Jesus. When the child came along, the child that he had not been a part of conceiving, there was no attitude in Joseph. There was no resentment. Well, this isn't blood of my blood. He adopted. He adopted. Adoption is the same as giving birth in the eyes of God. Please hear my heart. Because you and I are adopted into the family of God. Jesus Christ was adopted by Joseph as his own. When you get married, maybe uh, two, a husband and a wife that have children from other relationships, when you get married, you now raise that child as an adopted child, as blood of your blood. That's the hard attitude you have to have. The child might not see it, especially if they're older. But you still have to love that child. Because if you let adoption mess you up, You might as well give up the faith in Christianity. Because we are adopted sons and daughters. There was no resentment in him, no lack of love at all in Joseph. Joseph protected Jesus from the hatred of Herod. Joseph would have given his life to save his son. He nurtured Jesus and cared for him, his son. Even it shows in Scripture that Joseph taught his own adopted son Jesus the trades of carpentry. He adopted the one that the rest of the world would reject. Too many men have such different attitudes. Selfishness is one. I want to encourage as men, again, even if you're not a dad yet, Get rid of the attitude. Don't listen to the lies of this world. You are important. Men. God has given you purpose and plan. Men. God has created you to be a man. Not a woman, a man. Don't let lies get into your mind and think, oh, I was born the wrong gender. I will guarantee you what my Bible says. God does not make mistakes. Never has and never will. You came out a man, you were born a man for a purpose. But so many men, they they get off into these little areas in their minds or attitudes or whatever and maybe just through burnout or being tired or things aren't going quite right and i just want to hang out on the couch all day well let me tell you what 1st timothy chapter 5 verse 8 says about that but if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever Okay, man, wake up, smell the roses, you have a purpose in life. Provide for your families. Let's live more like Joseph, man. Let's live a loving, a loving heart. Joseph was also a very devout man. He was a man who obeyed God, as we can see. He explicitly followed the Lord's leading and direction. He didn't follow his own marked out plan for life, even though he had one. So when God spoke to him in a dream and told him to marry Mary, even though she was pregnant, he obeyed. Closed up his businesses and left, went off to Egypt, went off to Israel, went off to the different areas wherever he needed to go. Because Joseph was a man of obedience and God is looking for men to live lives of obedience. Joseph was also a man of great faith. i tell you what, it takes great faith to pack your bags and head off to a foreign country with no prospects or no planning just because God said so in a dream. I understand. Other people looked at me and said, you are absolutely nuts. You're in the prime of your business, success, careers. Matter of fact, when The business that I was working with at that time, I had other businesses that were my own. When I told him that the Lord spoke to me on the cruise ship that I'm going to buy a sailboat and we're going to save up money and and head offshore to preach the gospel of Jesus, he was not a Christian believer, he was not a believer. So he looked at me and said, if you will stay and continue, I will give you the business of both stores and just give me a small percentage for retirement every profit you get to keep it would have tripled quadrupled and i was already in six digits at that time oh who can you imagine if i had just stayed in business the money Well, I know a lot of people that went after the money that no longer have marriages or relationships and their children. Now, I'm not saying being wealthy is wrong. I'm just saying that if your whole motive is to go after money, that's wrong. I know many people that are incredibly wealthy that are on fire believers for Jesus there's one couple that got a hold of me this last year and said, Brent, any crusades you choose to do, we sponsor 100%. $20,000, $40,000, $70,000 doesn't matter. And then COVID hit. Joseph, he obeyed through dreams. But the faith of Joseph to obey I guarantee was some of the first words that Jesus would have seen. You see, faith is like speaking. It's like talking. It doesn't mean I've got faith and everyone sees you don't have any. There's enough of those hypocrites around. But the ones of true faith don't have to speak of it, but yet it talks to everybody around you. They'll either call you crazy or they'll look at you and they'll say, Wow, I need a God like you have. So what did Jesus see in his dad? Wow, I want to be like you, Dad, with a man of great faith. Oh, no, but we must believe, right, our concept of Jesus that, like, at at one day old, he had a full understanding of the Father. No, he had to get his diapers changed. He might have had to get a few spankings. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't say so. But he was a kid. Either way, he had a good spiritual father. But he had a super good earthly father. Speak into his lives. Raise your children in an environment of this kind of faith. That's what I encourage us men. I read a story of a farmer who toiled over a bumper crop. He had this bumper crop. He needed this bumper crop because the years before were so bad that he owed so much money to the banks. And this would secure all of his loans, this one big crop. But just a few days before he was going out to harvest, a crazy wind and hailstorm ravaged the property and the harvest was completely lost. The man stood out there with his little boy looking over the fields of destruction. And the boy expected to hear his father cursing in despair, but instead his dad began to sing an old hymn that some of us know, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Years later, that boy, grown into manhood, said, That was the greatest sermon I ever heard. His father had shown him true faith, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Joseph was leaning on God and was a great man of great faith, and Jesus would have seen. I truly believe that Jesus' father, Joseph, helped teach him true faith. Joseph was also a man that was faithful in spiritual duty. He set an example for his family going to the temple, attending the feast. I'll read quickly Luke chapter 2 verse 41. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. His parents followed the Jewish traditions and the Jewish Jewish, uh, feast. They literally went to church. Oh, I don't need to go to church. No, go to church. Well, I don't like my church. Yeah, it's probably not the church. It could very much be you. Okay, it could be the church too, but it's probably a combination of both. That's when Jesus stayed in the temple. Why? Because he's used to going to the temple. It was like his home. Because his parents served in it. There's a little boy who was playing on Sunday morning while his dad was in a lounge chair reading the newspaper ready to turn the TV on. And the father said, son, get yourself ready for Sunday school. And the little boy asked, are you coming with me today, daddy? The man replied, no, I'm not coming, but I want you to hurry up and get ready. The little boy then said, did you used to go to Sunday school when you were a little boy, daddy? The father said, I most certainly did as the boy walked away he mumbled yeah I bet it won't do me any good either you see our kids are watching our faithfulness or lack of it. Joseph was a loving man toward his wife towards his son towards his whole family he was a devout man a man of obedience and faith a man being a faithful in spiritual duty and serving in the church and the community. But he was also a wise man because he lived as one who, was rede- who actually redeemed the time. All through scripture, how I would gather it, it seems in some way that Joseph actually had a shortened life. That he didn't live the full length of life that he could have. We don't read of Joseph after Jesus' childhood. And at the cross, Jesus charged John with the care of his mother. Not his mother and father, but his mother. It seems that Joseph might have actually been taken early in his years. But what a testimony he left. He had been used as an honorable man, not only to the community, but as an honorable man to his wife. And to his children he had provided for his family he had set an example for them that they would remember and remember and it would get written into history he had raised them in the nurture and the admonition of the lord jesus was not the only child joseph and mary had we don't know exactly how many but we know for sure he fathered some other boys and possibly some daughters as well at least two other sons were greatly used by god They wrote books of the Bible both James and Jude Jesus was the leader uh, sorry James was the leader of the church in Jerusalem so this man not only fathered Jesus he fathered well with all his children Joseph raised his children in the ways of the Lord and he left behind a legacy after his lifetime I want to encourage us fathers dads boys Men, that even if you don't have a wife yet be prepared in your mind that you will be an honorable man that you're going to listen to the word of God read the word of God and live by the word of God I guarantee you being an honorable man draws honorable girls So if you're a young man wondering about your future wife, be honorable, be loving of God, be God-fearing. Because it's not going to draw dishonoring women, it will draw good women. Women, girls, if you're not married, and you'd like to be married, be an honorable woman. Be a woman full. A faith in God. Because that faith that you carry will make you become a chosen one to bear a child that will help change this world. And the faith of a godly woman, it draws the honorable man None of us know how much time we have. Speaking to fathers right now, dads, men, none of us know. I hope we have many years left on this earth. Joseph didn't seem to have that many. But I'll tell you what, no matter how long you're going to live on this earth, I want to ask you and encourage you, make every day count. Because... Your destiny is to build a legacy of God-loving and God-fearing children. Whether they're adopted or they're your own, either way, they are your children. I want to encourage us. In times like this, men, rise up. Don't let society try to tell you who you're not. Let God tell you who you are. Be that husband that would die for his wife. Be that father that would die for his children. Be that dad. That tries hard to love his new in-laws. No, I'm just kidding. That loves his in-laws impeccably. I now don't just father one son. I help father three. Because I adopted those two boys. Chris and Levi into my family. I no longer father two daughters. I now father three because I adopted Mallory into my own family to father her. And I adopt every grandbaby. I couldn't father one. He died in the womb early. But I tell you what, He has a father in heaven. It is the perfect one. But I commit to being a grandfather and do everything I can to love them, encourage them, take them on hunting trips maybe, show them the beautiful creation that our true Father has given to us. To be able to read the Word to them and show them not just by word but by actions what a father, what a grandfather is supposed to do. I want to encourage every one of you men be a good father be a Joseph, maybe you have your own children by blood as Joseph did, but maybe be a good father if you have to adopt a child. Either way, it is your blood. Maybe you're a grandmother and your kids no longer can look after the children and you now have to mother or father your own grandchildren will be a good one. Do it, do it for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do it for the sake of the child and do it for the sake of you. Because your call that God puts you in might not look like you thought it would. And maybe as a grandparent, you weren't expecting to have to mother or father a child, your grandchildren. Or maybe you weren't expecting that you have to adopt a family member's kids or adopt a child to save them and bring them into a loving home. But I want to encourage you. If God is saying in your heart that you must do this, if you are disobedient because it's not your blood, I want to encourage you. That is a lie of the enemy. They become your blood as soon as you adopt them. See, they're already the blood of Jesus. Some of them just don't know it yet. But they need a godly father to tell them and show them. And they need a godly mother to show them as well. So, on this Father's Day of 2021, don't listen to the lying media, evil demonic groups that hate the Word of God. Don't listen. That is not your source. Our source has to be the Word of God. This woman is pregnant. You can see I just literally in the spirit saw the child raising his hands to heaven, worshiping and singing in the spirit. I'm not sure when you're due, but it's soon, is it not? Yes. I just want to pray, if you're near her... Oh, I guess we're not supposed to go lay hands on each other, are we? You make that decision on your own, but let's just lift out our hands right now to the pregnant people, the pregnant girls, women. I pray in Jesus' name. Right now I reach out to my own daughters. I pray in Jesus' name. I pray for every woman wanting to have a child in Jesus' name bless these children lord god bless them bless them bless them i pray father god that we will raise these children as true mothers and true fathers of the word will that there will be anointing of love between a mother and a father that will pour out upon each of these children i pray lord god that they will be raised up to be the mighty warriors The Jesuses of the day, ones that know Jesus as Lord and Savior and become the lights to this world. I pray that I pray right now, I just have a vision for all the ladies that have gone through an abortion or a loss of a child. I pray, Father, comfort their hearts. I pray, Lord God, that our society will start to show greater light of truth in the Word. I ask, Lord God, that these ones that are seeking love in the wrong places will not find it there. I ask, Lord God, for the ones that are confused even on their gender. I ask, Lord God, that they will find the Word of God and the true love that you have and how and why you created them, male Or female. Oh, I ask, Lord God, because we love those people. I ask, Father, that today, we as fathers will smarten up and become men again. That we as fathers Will not listen to the lies of this world we will be mighty warriors and we will defend our families and our children by the word of god that we will be living testimonies to our children and their children I ask, Father, I feel that some have been so wounded by their dad. I just ask, Lord God, for a healing hand from a true father right now on their hearts. Oh, God, that you will touch their wounds. They will no longer think of all that went wrong, but instead look for the future of what is still good yet to come. I pray, Father, for the people that have not been raised by a father, I pray, Lord God, that you will send godly men around them, a godly husband in their lives, godly brothers and sisters, to impart to them the true love of a father. I ask you, Lord, that on this Father's Day we will celebrate and honor our fathers as I honor my father who has already gone to heaven. He taught me so much on how to be a devout believer in Jesus Christ, how to serve his whole life in the mission field. To his last breaths he praised and he worshiped you God. Let's feel a wind of the presence of the Holy Spirit blowing through this place. I encourage each one. Wives, raise up and encourage your husbands. Husbands, fall in love with your wives all over again every day. Grow and be strong. In the Word of God, as a testimony to your family. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Happy Father's Day.